What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised a Geek. This week, we review the first two episodes of Ahsoka, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. So let's get into it. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy, Don. How we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my friend? Everything is okay. Uh, just having a busy weekend. We've been trying to get this going here yeah. for a couple days, but you know, life stuff, yeah. other things. So, but we made it. We figured yep. out how to do it. So I'm here. I'm we okay. are, as you just said, what the Sunday blues period of the day of the weekend. We're right here at the end. I think it's traditionally called the Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries. And okay. You're not listening to this on a Sunday, listeners, but you all know what this means. This is like Sunday night around seven, eight o'clock at night when you've you're just trying to enjoy the end of your weekend, and all you can think about is Monday morning, mm-hmm. and that is what's happening here and what you're gonna have to do (laughs) what time you got to get up what your week looks like yeah Yeah, mentally planning it all out like we said before there should be this extra day like this eighth day called chills day we already talked about this before yeah you and i had a long conversation (laughs) analyzing the logistics of chills day that was i think created by aliens who wanted pleasure aliens who wanted to just have us have a good time for a day Yeah, man, we we go down some weird roads sometimes. Yeah, but... we should have been recording that one. That was a weird one, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but we made it. We're here, and you know what? We'll be back. It'll be another weekend before we know it. So, and then next weekend, it's like a three day weekend. You got a three day weekend next weekend for Labor Day. Is it next week's already Labor Day? Yeah, I know. I put in a request too for that Tuesday off, like using one of my time off days. So I'm gonna make that bitch a four day weekend. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, yeah. hey, that works that works it gives you plenty of time to play some video games because that was what we tried to do this weekend because on friday somewhere in this week like literally thursday somehow we both ended up wanting to buy armored core six without ever talking about it before without ever mm-hmm. just anything you just randomly sent me a thing and i was like oh shit it was like a someone on twitter who put a description talking about these giant bosses and comparing it to final fantasy 16 which we just beat and we got super pumped we got really hyped within 24 hours and by friday we were both playing that thing yeah somehow i don't know how that happened i wasn't thinking about i don't think about armored core i never even played an armored core game i might have played the first one maybe but i don't remember it and i didn't no way in hell i knew there has been five of those things nope (laughs) like uh yeah but just i saw a little chatter on it it was you know right like the day or two before it coming out and people talking about it saying it's a great game and i saw someone else post is getting like you know 90s in the scoring on reviews mm-hmm. and I'm like what the what's going on and yeah somehow the hype got to us and bought that bad boy on day one somehow still yep. don't still can't really explain it yeah uh, yeah it's weird Pretty but it's weird. a but it's a from software game, which they they became very famous doing the Dark Souls, Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Sekiro, you know, games that are notoriously labeled as being really hard. Mm-hmm. Difficulty, no easy mode. They really just kind of can punish you with games. And uh, that's obviously restarted the conversation of Armor Core 6 is too hard. Sure. And... As people who started it, I can say I was getting a little nervous with that tutorial mission because there was a helicopter that you fight in the like first like three minutes of this game 
that I think I fought about 30 times. And I was really <laughs> genuinely concerned that that was the furthest I was going to get in this game. Like, I just wasn't going to be, I was like, oh, just dropped 60 bucks. And I played a tutorial and I can't do Meet anything this. else again. Yeah. And even when I woke up the next morning and saw a text from you that said, did you beat this helicopter? I was like, oh God, neither <laughs> one of us are going to be able to beat this helicopter. We talked each other into buying this game. Oh my God. But then we did do mm -hmm. it. And it felt really good. Like I was, I felt accomplished when I finally beat that thing. How do you feel about games that are hard? Because we also started playing another game called Remnant, which has mm. been described as Dark Souls with guns. Sure. And we've kind of been enjoying quite a bit of that and playing, the, had a couple sessions playing through that. But we've had some bosses that we've had to fight 20. Multiple, multiple I mean, times. Yeah, those ones bosses that kept multiplying, I think we fought them. I mean, at least 25 times, probably. I mean, it went through two sessions. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Um, I guess the question is, what's our feeling just on hard games? And, like, are they fun to play? Or does, like, the difficulty level of games sometimes become too much that it, like, takes away from the enjoyment of game? Yeah. Um. Playing Armored Core, I can totally attest to everything you just said. It is very hard. It's harder than, and you can't adjust the difficulty level like in some games. Um, yeah, we I beat that first boss, and then I've I've gone on to do a few more missions since then. But they are difficult, and I've died, and I'm gotten frustrated. And I'm like, there's been a couple times like, am I done with this already? <laughs> do I do I even want do I even want to keep playing? Mm -hmm. But then I think about like. You're just starting off. You're going to get more used to the controls. You're going to customize your mech a little more. You're going to get better. It's going to be okay. Just stick with it. Um, and I don't know. I guess that's kind of how I've always felt about games. Um, I do take advantage of games when they give you a choice to adjust the difficulty. And sometimes I'll make it easy at first. And then if I find that it's too easy, I might increase mm -hmm. it a little bit to like, I need some kind of a challenge I can't just I don't like a game either on the other side of the spectrum where I'm just going to blow through the whole thing with without breaking a sweat ever like I mm -hmm. want to feel some type of challenge I think I had to do that with like God of War Horizon I had to like up the level because I was just mowing through people too easily mm -hmm. I want there to be something but there is a point where like hard is hard and it's frustrating and really the only thing that keeps me going sometimes is the fact that i paid for the game <laughs> so it's like no i'm not stopping because i'm not throwing 60 dollars, 70 dollars down the toilet um but yeah i totally understand people like you saying there's people saying they're quitting in droves because it's too hard and from software is notoriously known for games like that i never played elden ring or or really dark souls either but uh those games have that kind of reputation um, I don't know, man. I, I think it's a game by game basis. If you mm -hmm. really want to commit yourself to beating a hard game. And like you just said, like when you did finally beat that helicopter, you felt proud. You felt like yeah. accomplished because it wasn't easy. It, it took you some time. So like, it feels better when you finally win and you can take that deep breath sigh of relief. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're going to have, have that happen a few more times with this game if we keep going through it. So I don't know. How, how do you kind of feel about hard games and, what they present i really like the idea of them i buy mm. most of those those games i bought returnal which i've never gotten past the first boss i played that game i probably put 12 hours in that game and i've only played the same area 
a hundred times, never got through the first boss. Kind of a shame in that one because it's really cool, but I just can't get to that boss because every time you die, you start over and everything's different. So then you have to like rebuild. And every time I die, then it's like I do it again. And every run is just that little bit different, which is cool. But I'm, I don't know, I'm just not good enough or whatever it is, but I can, I've made it to that. I've even only made it to the first level boss in that game, maybe three times out of the hundred times that I played. Oof. So it's one of those things where that one is frustrating because I paid money for that. But I always like, and Returnal even falls into this camp to a degree where I like when the difficulty feels beatable. Like, mm -hmm. I know when I die, I feel like I know what to do. Like, nope, I know what I messed up on. I know what I did differently. I know what I want to try. I don't like when games are hard, but the controls are bad, or the camera's bad, or the computer feels like they're cheating. Like, where it feels like you're being ripped off, and you feel like mm -hmm. they're just cheating to beat you just to be hard. And I hate that. Um I always thought from software games, they did have a level of every time I died in one, I always knew why I died. Usually it was me rushing. I didn't take my time to really like pay attention. You know, I'm used to those games where you just mash on the buttons and good things happen. And those games aren't that. It's time. I mean, I had to even play Final Fantasy 16 this time. I had to kind of readjust how I mashed on the buttons because it didn't always work in my favor because I would have to do different things. So I really like the idea of them. As we said, we've been playing Remnant and I love that that satisfaction you get like when we finally beat that multiplying boss after like two days of playing mm -hmm. hell yeah you know like i was ready for more um and it, and then it, it's always nice just to balance because then when we hit the next boss which was a giant dragon we got through it without dying once so you're okay. like okay it's not all like this like this but that <laughs> one just got us i mean we watched a dude on youtube do it in three minutes and we were by himself like, by himself and we're like wait how did he do that? And it still took us another like 15 tries because we kept trying his strategy and it didn't work. So <laughs> I really like the idea of it. It doesn't really scare me away, especially when I know it's getting praise for being difficult, but in a good way, if that makes sense. Um, um, so it doesn't really scare me away. It's when those ones where they're just like, this game is so hard for no reason, or you hear people complaining about the controls or like unrelentlessly hard. Sometimes yeah. those those don't always uh hit me though i mean i was getting a little nervous with armor core um that sure. helicopter i was like oh my god am i am i gonna be able to do this and i really didn't know if i could but i did it felt good and i've gone through and i think i've done another maybe eight or nine missions after mm -hmm. the fact and i only had one other time a couple i know I've, I've died but i had you know a nice level balance of i felt like i was in control and the more i get in the hang of the controls uh, the better it's getting and obviously switching out, switching out weapons, getting a machine gun put on helps a lot um, for me um, and just getting used to those like the chaotic nature of it. But I, I like hard video games and I want to be better at them and play more. So this was all up my alley. The fact that I got you to play some Remnant and really give that a shot and kind of helps because I like playing those with friends hard games with friends is a lot better than by yourself when you just want to rage sure but i'm enjoying huh. armor core 6 yeah. i've never like you said never played a mech game outside of maybe a little demo or a little thing here or there like on ps1 or something um i'm digging what i'm playing so far i keep wanting to go back and i can definitely see where it could be challenging yeah. but i also can i see the fun 
Yeah, like I like I kind of said a little bit. Like I think the further we advance, and the more you uh, get to customize your mech and make it stronger, and add to areas of like add to your strengths and decide what kind of player you want to be, and mm-hmm. uh, the difficulty level is just going to kind of start balancing a little more once you get stronger. Yeah. Um, and and at the end of the day, I think a game that's a little like let's say in the middle is this balance between hard and easy. If it's a little harder than most games, I like it. I like those better than games that are too easy. Like just being able to barrel through a game sounds cool. If you just want to get the story, but it's like, like you kind of said, you're just mashing buttons and and killing everything in your path. And it is what kind of experience did you really have at the end of the day with that? See, you know, and to, to the opposite of that, like Resident Evil games, I always play those on easy because when you play them on hard, everything takes a lot more shots and they give you less bullets. And I don't like that level of hard. Oh, like yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't enjoy that challenge where everything instead of taking two shots takes six, but we're also going to give you less bullets. So I'm like, no, I'm going to play this shit on easy because there's it's hard enough. And like sometimes oh, just because game... of the like the atmosphere. Yeah, games like that are still hard even on easy. Yeah. <laughs> they just give you more ammunition. Yeah. So, that so I like mean, having yeah. the ammunition. And I like not, yeah. Like survival horror. So. Survival horror is its whole own thing. Where, where make that shit as easy as possible. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here clutching my chest, about to have a heart attack because you didn't right. give me enough bullets, and I don't know what to do because <laughs> I'm running around swinging a right. bat or something. That was why I never beat the original Silent Hill. I got all yeah. the way to the final boss, but I got to them, and I have two bullets, mm-hmm. and and like no health like vials to recharge my health so it's like i've gone into the final boss a bunch of times back in the day and i end up just swinging a pipe at it after i take my two shots and i'm like i can't beat this game because i i I don't have enough gear and i can't go get more because i'm at the end so that's over with over with over with at all but i'm definitely enjoying what we played so far of armor core ready to play some more of that and remnant and like i said it's kind of making me give me that itch to play other games that are a little bit more difficult and i you know feeling that itch again like i always do for other things when i'm playing something else so so there's not really an online mode for armor core i saw like not like mission based anyway like we can't both go fight the same thing at the same time but there is online where you can like challenge each other like fight your mech against someone else's mech yeah might have to uh test each other out Oh yeah, we will definitely point. we will definitely do that when it's opened up because as far as I'm aware, I haven't even seen that option yet. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll report we'll back on Armor Core. But if you're checking out Armor Core, uh, or just like hard games or want to join in this conversation, make sure you hit us up at raisedgeek at uh, gmail.com if you want to write us a letter, long form style, or if you want to hit us with 160 characters, we're over on Twitter uh at raised a geek. Instagram at Raise the Geek, TikTok at Raise the Geek, Facebook at Raise the Geek. You're getting the idea here. Subscribe to us over on YouTube so you can see our smiling faces as we're chatting about bullshit. And we want to thank everybody for checking out the show and being here for our 113th episode of Raise the Geek. We've been doing this for a while. And once again, we're talking about Star Wars. We keep coming back talking about Star Wars. And for those, as we dive into our Ahsoka conversation, we always have to preface our Star Wars conversations with us saying, we are not hardcore Star Wars fans. <laughs> yes. um, we, so we there are make, things that go over the, our head. Yeah. Yeah. We got to make that clear 
before any Star Wars conversation. If you've listened to the show before, we've talked Mandalorian, Boba Fett. Uh, are those really the only two? Maybe. But, um, yeah, I think so. Because, okay. Yeah. We but did, we, yeah, we did those two. I feel like there, we did Obi-Wan. Correct. Okay, so Obi-Wan. We talked a little baby so, Leia legs. Oh, my God. So, so basically all the Disney Plus shows we've kind of talked a little bit about and um we have confessed that we both like star wars but we're not like the we don't follow it as hardcore as we maybe we would as like marvel stuff or dc stuff like we're just kind of trying to keep up with what's going on uh in the disney era everybody knows the the old movies and like how timeless and iconic those are and we love those but like the path Star Wars has taken over the past decade or so has been, you know, hard to follow sometimes, but we try, we're trying. So yeah, we're, we're uh, putting it out there right now. We don't know all the names and the planets and the <laughs> whatever. We just want to enjoy some um, space opera sometimes. So that's why we checked this show out. So if you are one of those people that want a hardcore conversation, it's probably going to be for you, but <laughs> right. feel yeah. free to use any of those channels I talked about earlier. And send us a message about where we're right and where we're wrong about Star Wars, or even if you want to help us out. <laughs> we're always looking for some cliff notes of Star Wars. So if we get something right or wrong and you list, make it through this conversation without like rage breaking your phone, um, <laughs> definitely hit us up on those Raise the Geek channels so we can talk about it. Um, but then kind of to really start off this conversation as we talk about Osaka now over on Disney Plus, where they dropped the first two episodes, this uh, show kind of came out with homework um yeah the the official star wars uh, website oh. dropped a whole list of 10 at least 10 episodes of clone wars and rebels and tales of the jedi basically the cartoons the animated shows that greg berlini who's doing all these star wars shows did and kind of made his name for and they're like hey we suggest you watch all of these things and even if you went on disney plus they had a line of like essential Osaka episodes and there was like 25 things in there between Mandalorian episodes, Tales of Boba Fett episodes Tales of the Jedi, I mean across five shows of stuff that they wanted you to watch or suggested that you watch before you in. jumped yeah. into Osaka and that's weird, right? Yeah, I've been a little back and forth on this. It is it is it's hmm, how's the way to put it? When we when we watch something like I'm just choosing a random one, Loki. Okay. When we started Loki, we knew everything Loki had been doing up until then. Pretty yeah. much, right? We saw every movie he'd been in. And that's really all we had to see. So we saw every movie he'd been in. We knew where Loki was at this point in time. So we were okay. We were like, I'm ready for Loki. I know what's going on. So there's probably some people out there who've watched every everything that Osoka's been in. Uh, everything she's related to and they're like i'm good i'm ready to go but for some reason just these maybe it's just because this is like me personally like it seems a lot more obscure of things that you need to have seen to for them saying you need to have seen this like what i didn't even really know that when that show was out like when was that what is that what's going yeah. on um and then with loki it's like okay i've seen all the avengers and i've seen the thor movie so i'm cool but those seem more like mainstream. I don't know. Just something about like, I have to have watched Tales of Jedi, like this little anthology show they had that 
So I don't know. They're they're in a way it seems like, and I don't want to make anybody mad, but I, it seems like they're making this for like hardcore Star Wars fans who who watch everything that Star Wars makes, mm-hmm. and not necessarily for just like a general person like me or you who likes this stuff but doesn't watch all that little extra stuff outside of the main movies and stuff, and 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 then they expect you to know what's going on. Uh, so yeah, it's it kind of strange it's strange it's definitely strange and it's like you you mentioned the loki thing yeah and loki i mean if you didn't really remember if you didn't see Endgame and you didn't see loki get cloned and realize that you know the doppelganger loki went back in time and you know i mean there there, there was there was definitely a a learning curve or a little bit of homework that you had to have but it was really just catching up on movies Mm -hmm. this one they basically are telling you hey we want you to watch 12 seasons of tv (laughs) <laughs> right before tuesday yeah you need to watch you basically need to watch seven seasons of the clone wars watch four seasons of rebels watch six episodes of tales of the jedi and probably want to watch you know three seasons of mandalorian and one of boba fett i mean like that's hundreds of hours that they wanted that basically you're being told that you need to watch and it's across different mediums like i can watch cartoons i don't i don't mind different mediums but sometimes they just don't speak to you and i've never been compelled to i've tried to watch clone wars many times and i've tried to watch rebels many times and just never sticks with me so it's like but seeing a live action ahsoka i know who the character is she was in mandalorian she was in some of these things so then for them to be like hey we're doing this live action show but we're gonna make it so if you didn't watch all these cartoons you're fucked or if you're not fucked, you're at least really fucking lost. Like, yeah. like we'll still make it enjoyable, but like you're not gonna know who this person is and who this person is, and your neighbor over here is clapping and because they're seeing somebody that like is this Easter egg that they can appreciate. You're not gonna know shit because you didn't watch this cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes. So we went into Ahsoka with a little bit of kind of like, what are we about to get into? Because we saw the list, we saw this like some news on twitter come out saying hey this is this is what you really should do to watch this show so it's like crap sour taste in my mouth what mm-hmm. am i getting into and mm-hmm. then we watched the two episodes of ahsoka and we're going to talk about those right now with full spoilers so if you don't want to be spoiled if you haven't watched it yet <laughs> this is probably your checkout time go uh, check it out it's on disney plus but yes chances are you've checked it out it's there um, I can I can easily say right up front that it's I I think it's probably worth the checkout, depending on your Star Wars love, which is what we're going to talk about. But Ahsoka, like I said, dropped the first couple episodes, um, and it basically falls in that period of time, kind of after episode three, but before episode four. So it's kind of like after Darth Vader and the Emperor fall. And the rebels kind of become the new governing power. And then the galactic empire is trying to come back. So it's kind of in that period of time, kind of in there with, I believe. And this is where I get all lost. Mandalorians in that time? Or are they after Mandalorians after Return of the Jedi, right? I think so. I think so too. Now, because I remember looking at the list, the timeline in, uh, but part of my thing with that Star crazy Wars, timeline, the crazy timeline of Star Wars is where I get thrown off sometimes of what's what's after three, what's between three and four and what's after between six and seven. <laughs> I'm already uh, my brain already. Hurts. Yeah, I know. So 
Osaka takes place after the fall of the Galactic Empire and a former Jedi Knight, Ahsoka Tano, investigates an emerging th- emerging threat to a vulnerable galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what happened in this show. <laughs> um, so there was there was a lot going on in this. It was definitely a Star Wars show, and I definitely like... I always get hyped for Star Wars. I don't know why, because it's been a while since I've genuinely like enjoyed Star Wars, but I have that like nostalgia. Just, I love those, the original, and you know, so many people say this, like I loved the, you know, original trilogy and everything else has been trash. And I'm not going to say everything else has been trash, but like I'm riding the wave of just like, I grew up watching Star Wars. So those movies are like special to me and I want Star Wars to be special. And mm-hmm. it rarely feels that way again. Every once in a while, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I enjoyed the sequel trilogy, 7, 8, and 9, for what they were. They're not perfect. Sitting back and looking at them, I'm like, okay, yeah, this was cheap or this was that. Um, they're not perfect, but I enjoy, I always enjoyed Star Wars. I can't say I wasn't hyped for every Star Wars movie. One, two, and three coming out. I remember I remember saying after Attack of the Clones, episode two going, that's going to be the Empire Strikes Back of this this trilogy. They're not going to get better <laughs> than this. You know, so I, 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 you know, I definitely feel hype and want that to do that. So Ahsoka was right there. I was just like, man, it feels good. Star Wars back and stuff. But I'm watching this one with this critical eye of like, what is happening? You're like, who are these people? What are they talking about? And there's a lot of conversations, as as we kind of said, that you need to almost have watched Rebels. Because I feel like this show picks up after Rebels. It does. This show is basically, it feels like almost like Star Wars Rebels 2. Yeah. Does it not? No, I mean, it's yes. No, it does. And I'll, I'll, I'll get to why it really does in a minute but mm-hmm. what did you overall i guess we usually like to start these kind of things of just what do we think about the show so like before we dive into their decisions what we liked what we didn't like just overall what what did you think did you enjoy yourself mm-hmm. watching ahsoka um i did i did and i enjoyed it a little more than i thought i would um it's fun it 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 has fun parts. I like the uh, action I've seen so far. I it it's not as like I liked Mandalorian a lot, like the first season, but then it started getting a little weird and kitty and kitschy and too much Grogu for me. And maybe I'll revisit Mandalorian someday. But like this show so far has me feeling kind of like Mandalorian season one did, where it was just like an excitement. It just felt like fun adventure. Um, the lightsaber action fights, which has been something I always loved in Star Wars. Like, who doesn't? Right. I'm not like special in thinking that, but like that is always one of the funnest things about Star Wars. Like, some of the lightsaber stuff in this first two episodes is really cool. Like, yeah. it was really cool, um, and I was really into that. But then on the other side of the coin, I do have this lingering feeling somehow that like I'm, I do feel a little confused as to what's going on just because of the name drops and the things i can tell are easter eggs for people who who consumed all that stuff we just talked about a few minutes ago that i did not mm-hmm. so it kind of feels like like a party that i wasn't invited to yeah but i was invited i just didn't accept the invitation because i didn't want to watch a cartoon 
yeah. you know, I just didn't want to watch Rebels and Clone Wars. And now all of a sudden, like this new live action show you're marketing to me is telling me I should have what, but I didn't because I wasn't interested. Yeah. Um, so that part kind of is weird trying to like realize that, okay, this person must be important because of something they did in the past. And, you know, no matter how many YouTube videos you watch, like tutorials beforehand, you still can't really fully grasp like the, the gravity of something like, you know, characters like Ezra and, and Shaban or whoever, and Hera and all these people who are supposed to be important. I can tell they are, but to me, they aren't because I've never seen them before. And I don't know like their significance. Um, so I try to, I've been trying through the first two episodes to kind of push that to the side and then just enjoy what I'm watching. And if I am doing that, then I have been enjoying what I'm watching. Yeah. Like I, I, I think once I get to know the characters a little more just from like, okay, I know them from Ahsoka. Yeah. That's, that's, that'll be, have to be good enough for me because I don't know them from other things. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like this, you know, tug of war with that going on. But for the most part, I've been enjoying it. I, I, I can see myself watching this first season through and to see what happens. And because I'm kind of just like having fun um, so far. So we'll see. I don't know. How have you been feeling about the first two episodes you watched? Uh, so first I'm going to say, it looks like we we're getting eight episodes of Ahsoka. Oh, we were okay. kind of talking about that before we started recording of how many episodes it was. It looks like we're getting eight as I'm looking here at IMDb. Um, second, I can tell you right now that, I enjoyed Ahsoka. Okay. When I finished watching it, I couldn't tell you that. I watched those two episodes and I'm sitting there going, that was fine. I feel a little lost as to what's going on. And I was kind of in a negative, just like, Ugh, you know, just kind of anti-hype. I was kind of just like mad at them for making me watch that. So I was taking it out on the show. <laughs> and that's my fault. Um I can tell you now kind of going, I went back and rewatched most of the first episode to kind of remember where we were. But one of the other things I did this week was I watched just the first three episodes of Rebels. Did you? Just watching the first three episodes of Rebels almost gave me so much context into those characters. Because like, I can't, I can't speak to what they do, but like, just being able to tell from just the first couple episodes of Rebels how many Easter eggs they shoved into that first episode. Like uh, that tower that uh, Sabine lived in, mm-hmm. that big like lighthouse thing, okay. that was Ezra's home. That's where he lived. So like mm-hmm. she's holed up like living in his past like that that once i realized that that was his house then i'm realizing how much like sabine wren was like hurting and that gave it so much more level to me you know just just that little thing a lot of little things in that of just that planet that home world and where they they did i saw some videos on twitter of that scene in the end of the second episode where sabine wren goes up to that little mural on the wall and like taps it and how that's i mean that entire scene was recreated from an episode of rebels and just realizing like, okay, that is what this show is, but how much, like I said, how much rebels do I really need to watch? But I can say that just those first couple episodes, just to get me the idea of the characters and knowing that they're all closer than I realize, 
Yeah, because like it even helps. you can't even you can't even fully understand the relationship between Ahsoka and and Sabine, and they wanted us to as an audience to realize they have this, you know, very complicated past with each other. But it's like I didn't see any of that. I that's my main yeah. thing is like I don't understand the, and I know we're going back to this, but like I don't understand the marketing and really plan of this show this is amazing okay you had your cartoon you have this deep history with these characters that you had um and the people who watched it really like it but the general audience i don't believe really watched rebels the same way that hardcore star wars fans are so now you have this live action show that is you're trying to make your one of your your current flagship show on disney plus to carry the carry the app right now and like that's your big show of the moment and you're putting it out here as this thing where it's like you cannot fully understand what's going on unless you watch these cartoons five years ago they they made it 10 years ago they made it an actual sequel which i can i can honestly say i understand that that's super cool like if i watched rebels i would be fucking stoked right now that i was getting this like live action sequel to the show especially if the way it sounds like, you know, Rebels might have ended on some kind of cliffhanger. I don't know. But I mean, the way that they're picking up this story makes me feel like they left it on a little bit of a cliffhanger. And like, that's really cool. I can say that that's cool. But as someone who hasn't watched Rebels, kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> right. Because I don't I, have time to know, watch a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's just not, it's just not in the cards. And yeah. I feel like you, sh- I shouldn't have to. Like you should just be able to have the show and you can use these characters, but give, you know, just put a little bit of just a separate adventure. Does it, does it have to pick up right from rebels? You know, can't you, you could still have your Easter eggs. You could still have your connections with the characters and, you know, we can get catch up with that, but I feel like you just feel like you're really, like you said, missing out. And that's kind of the frustrating part. And for me as someone who doesn't like to miss out on things, you know, I got that FOMO, then I'm just like, Oh, I want I do do I need to watch Rebels and that's why all of a sudden I'm like well let me turn on Rebels and this happens every time with Star Wars because as I said in the beginning I want to be a Star Wars fan so like I'm watching Obi-Wan and I'm sitting there just like man this show is terrible but <laughs> I want to read Star Wars books like I wish I knew more of this lore I wish I knew more of like this world I wish I like was really like into Star Wars because I know that there's more here but I don't, don't read the books. I don't watch the cartoons. So I always feel like I'm missing out on Star Wars. And then I'm looking at things and I'm like, why'd they do that? And you go on, you know, you ask, look up the question and everyone's like, well, if you remember in episode three of the Clone Wars, this happened. And you're like, like okay, no, well, I don't, I, I don't remember that. because I didn't watch that yeah. thing. So, okay. What this character did make sense now, but when I'm watching it, I'm like, why the fuck did he do that? That's stupid. And I just think the character's stupid. So it's just one of those things that's frustrating because I really want to, like it and i did enjoy it and i'm kind of like i said i know i'm going back and forth on whether or not i liked it or not but i genuinely did like this show and even going back and re-watching the first episode i'm like rereading the crawl and i'm reading it differently now knowing where the story's going because in my head going into this first episode admiral thrawn and ezra were dead mm-hmm. not abandoned not exiled they were dead and i thought ezra sacrificed himself to destroy thrawn so the fact that there's this weird map that i don't know who made the map i don't know why there's a map to thrawn because i'm thinking he's dead 
And then all of a sudden they're like, well, we found the map and Ezra might be there. What the fuck? Ezra, I thought he was dead because I didn't watch Rebels. So it's like, I'm like, everything that's happening in this first episode is confusing me because I don't have this base knowledge. And I think that's kind of unacceptable <laughs> in many <laughs> that, ways. That, that is kind of the word because if you would have just made a new season of Rebels and show and and then done this, mm-hmm. that's fine. Because then people who watch Rebels would just pick up on be like, yeah. yes, a new season of Rebels. Here we go. And that would be for them. But but this is like a live action major, you know, event event on Disney Plus, And it's like you can't fully appreciate what you're seeing unless you've watch this other stuff that you know is kind of obscure and off to the side and that part just kind of like like i said i feel like i'm wasn't invited to the party again even though i was and declined the invitation right it doesn't feel like a, a new show with a you know the season one of a star wars show should have this required viewing that i should have seen that i never did no this is season five of rebels i'm honestly and there's there's four seasons of that show there's four seasons of oh, Rebels. I'll never, I'll never watch it. Um, no, I can't imagine unless yeah. unless something in that. I'm not, I'm not a snob. I won't. It's just not. It's not that it's not a cart. It's just a cartoon or anything stupid. It's just I just won't watch it. Yeah, there's not bad. enough there. I don't watch there's four not seasons enough there. of anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> unless I catch yeah. it on season one and start watching it. And I remember yeah. when Rebels came out and I started watching it like in 2014 or whatever it was. And I remember starting and I watched the first few episodes and then. It went away in my head, and I never went back. So, until this and, week, and all this is not to say like I'm not happy for people who this is like a good moment for them. Like yeah. the, those who did watch Rebels and Clone Wars and are fully caught up on all the lore of Star Wars, like this is awesome for you. I'm happy for you that this is happening for you, and you guys are going to get to enjoy this and like and and get this closure on these characters and the story that you maybe thought you were never going to get. But just it's not that for us. I'm so. jealous that it's not happening to me. <laughs> right. I want that to happen to me. I want to feel like you do. Yeah. And I don't. And it bums me out. And it's that's jealousy. just I'm just bitter <laughs> that right. I didn't watch Rebels. Like I'm kicking, yeah. you know, 30 year old Chris, I guess. I don't know. Whatever the fuck old I was. But I'm just like kicking past I don't even Chris. Know what, I don't even know what channel that thing came on. What was it like Disney Channel? It might have been. I Yeah, I really couldn't tell you. Yeah, I had Cartoon knows? Network in my head, but it might have been Cartoon Network. At but that I could time, see it being Disney year. as well. Um, yeah. You know, and somewhere in there you lose cable, and it's just what, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. um, so it's one of those things. I'm bitter and jealous that I'm not riding the same ride you are. I'm hanging on to the back and hoping I don't fall off. But I did enjoy what I got. Rewatching the first episode and rereading the the scroll. They do say in there that Thrawn was exiled mm-hmm. and not destroyed. So, you know, that kind of helped like clean it up in my head a little bit more. So believe it or not, thing... I'm a lot more positive into this show than I would have been. No, I got you. A couple and days ago. <laughs> the other thing is like they're they're positioning General Thrawn to be like the big bad. Yeah. And he seems like a very formidable from everything I've watched, the YouTube like tutorials on what happened, mm-hmm. like he seems like a very. You kind of got Darth Vader at the top, and then a couple, maybe an- another name or two like Darth Maul or whoever else. But then General Thrawn is kind of up there with them as like the big bads of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. 
And so that also kind of hurts and sucks that I like don't know anything about him and have never seen him kind of do anything. But like they're treating him as this this big threat, and it's like, okay, I'll believe you guys. I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've <laughs> I've heard about that character for decades. Right. I mean, that character was written in books in like the eighties. So I mean, it's like he's been around for a long time, um, and he's he made the transition from the legacy novels to the this generation, and I think he debuted live, you know, live action or in in the oh. in Rebels. I was going to say, did we see him live action ever yet? No. I don't think so. My only memory, um, I know he was mentioned by name, I want to say, in a Mandalorian episode. One okay. of the ones Asaka was in. I remember her fighting somebody and them mentioning that he was like sent from Thrawn or something. So I know he's been name dropped on these live action, but we, I, I'm as far as I'm aware, I don't remember ever seeing him. He's the big blue dude. I don't remember seeing him. Right. Um, okay. Just curious. I I know I read half of one of his books from this new thing, um, mm -hmm. but I kind of got bored and stopped reading it. So sure. that's on me. Um, part of me wants to go back and, like I said, this uh, now I'm all like pumped Star Wars. So I'm just like, man, I just want to watch Star Wars stuff, and I want to be a Star Wars geek and just really like I want to understand. Like I said, I'm jealous. And when the show yeah, ends, I'll be like, oh, I don't need to do any of that shit. <laughs> right but i'll spend a bunch of money and do a bunch of stupid stuff yes yeah one thing that i do want to address i want to see your just this is like a random thought yeah i've seen a couple criticisms online we both we both have now kind of said we like this show so yeah. far it's despite the fact of feeling a little bit lost we still have enjoyed what we've seen um i noticed with ahsoka and then I started thinking about it, like previous characters that we've seen in these past couple things, like some people in Mandalorian and Obi-Wan and Boba Fett. Do you think there's like a stoicism, stoicism problem going on in Star Wars where everybody's just a little too like confident? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she, she knows everything and like she can't, like she's rolling her eyes and she's just kind of got like that stance of like her head's back or whatever and i kind of started thinking about, i was like man they've been, they have been doing that a lot lately mm -hmm. like like people in um bo katan is doing that in mandalorian and and uh even boba fett's doing that and and his uh girl i can't remember her name like his apprentice but like everybody's just a little too like i don't know like batman you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like everybody's batman like they all know they're the main character of the story so nothing's going to happen to them and they're going into every situation like that it was even right. that way in the beginning with uh ray stevenson's character balin skull when he was going yes. to to rescue morgan and like uh -huh. he's just walking and they're just shooting at him and he's just with his lightsaber just like the most slow right. lazy he's just blocking bullets by just kind of yeah. and you Everybody... know usually they're like ding 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 and he's just holding it up and just like yeah almost look Everybody's... lazy they're just like layering him with laser fire and he's just like <sighs> that's what it is it's kind of like a sigh of like i'm bored yeah like i'm i am the main character like you just kind of said like no one can affect me i don't know <laughs> no, even it happened bit. at the end of the first episode with with uh sabine Wren Wren mm -hmm. when she got stabbed what the fuck was the point of stabbing her and how how did she not die that thing went all the way through her body 
It went through it's her body, <laughs> and the next episode, she's just chilling. She's just sitting up in bed. They just threw her in the bomb the tank and healed her up. Yeah. And it's just like, well, why did you stab her? Like, what was that mm-hmm. point of stabbing mm-hmm. her? Now, once again, I didn't realize that she was like a main character from Rebels. So I was like, I thought maybe they killed her. I'm like, oh, good. They killed her. She was kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize she was like kind of a character. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but then Probably you see the next here. episode and that was, that was never anything. Yeah. That was nothing. She was just, she just spent the next episode in the hospital bed for mm-hmm. a little bit and it didn't slow her down. It didn't do anything. I'm like, why did, what was the point of that? Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of a weird, I understand, you know, it's, if maybe you like love that character, the idea of her getting stabbed was shocking to you. It didn't mean anything to me because I didn't know who she was. I just watched her do a Beastie Boys chase down the highway, ripped straight out of Star Trek. And uh, <laughs> I just watched Captain Kirk, which I saw someone do that on Twitter after we were sitting here talking about that, just going, I'm waiting for Beastie Boys sabotage to start playing because that scene looked exactly the same as she's racing down the highway in her jet bike right with captain kirk doing the exact same thing and i'm just like just give me beastie boys and literally <laughs> that night i was laying in bed go scrolling through twitter and i'm like oh there it is somebody already did it that's funny well people just, who thought Sabine, people who thought sabine died at the end of episode one didn't have to wait long because they released the first two. Oh, i know so it wasn't like there was even a cliffhanger to be had i know uh and that's yes. probably you know I'm, I'm sure they were like well let's stab her at the end because reasons um and then, yeah, then they'll wait a week and then she'll be fine. But there was just nothing came out of that. And I was just kind of like, all right. So it yeah. kind of comes back to what you're saying about just everyone's just kind of too good. Yeah, everyone's bad. confident. It's kind of what it feels like to me. Everyone, <laughs> everyone is just like knows they're the, you know, head head back, walking yeah, with yeah. their chest puffed out. Um, how about some some anxiety in some of these characters? How about some? You know, not being 100% sure of yourself and not being a Jedi who knows they're invincible. That's what the droids are for. C2, th- C3PO <gasps> was always, oh, <laughs> all, no, all you're jumpy. Gonna... Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're, you're, you're doing things. You're going to die. No, don't worry about it. Yeah. 3PO, correct, don't worry about it. Correct me if I'm wrong. The lightsaber fight between Sabine... And then also that other Padwan who's under Ray Stevenson's character. I don't know his name. Is that like the first? He's Balin Skull. Okay. Is that the first lightsaber fight between two ladies? I could probably. Well, it seemed like, I mean, I liked it. I liked that, you know. Yeah, it was. No, it was cool. I can't tell you who Ray, I can't remember who Ray fought. She fought a bunch of people. So I don't know if there was a lady in there. Yeah. Well, I think it's But good. yes, it's first and, that I and, remember in a while. And this show seems like it's just starting off too enough. I mean, of course the show's called Ahsoka, but then you have Hera and Sabine and and then her also like a lot of, you know, strong female leads, which is good for this, you know. Yeah. For, for sci-fi stuff and Star Wars being I I won't even say Star Wars is has been male dominated because it hasn't. We had Princess Leia through the whole, you know, beginning of it as the main character and then ray and her movies and and natalie portman you know yeah. uh, padme or whatever so queen amidala you can't, you can't accuse you can't accuse star wars of being like sexist in any way but this is just a good step forward like a lot of female driven main characters who all seem kind of interesting at this yeah. point we'll see where they kind of go with it but uh i can dig it you know it's cool i can tell you right now that if i ever woke up 
and I was in the Star Wars universe. Like, yeah. and they're like, oh, you're here now. You're stuck. You can't go back home. What are you going to do now? My job, I would make sure that I would get, would be a cartographer. Uh-huh. Because motherfuckers always be needing maps in the Star Wars. <laughs> you need a map to everywhere. You need a map to everywhere. But like Star Wars, we had episode nine. We had, or episode seven, we had the map. We're trying to find the map to find Luke Skywalker because there's a map that leads to Luke Skywalker. Episode nine, we had a map looking for the Emperor. This one, we have a map leading to Thrawn and possibly Ezra. I don't know why Ezra would be with Thrawn because I didn't watch Rebels. Exactly. But (laughs) it seems like, and I'm sure there are other instances in which maps are the key driving force of characters' motivations. Mm -hmm. And I would want to be a cartographer because... I don't Job who's security. making these maps. Like, why is there a map to the exiled Thrawn? And why is there a giant monument on top of this mountain to read it? But then you don't need that monument because a girl was able to open it up in her lighthouse without a monument. She just Rubik's cubed that thing. She Rubik's cubed it in like a super simple puzzle. But then the bad guys took that thing to like some giant like monument. And had to set it down on that pillar and open it a completely different way. So I'm like, what is happening in this? And then that Morgan witch chick seemed like she knew all of the information already. So why'd she even need the map? So like, who made this? Where does this exist? A cartographer who has cartographer. really good job security in yeah. the Lucas Star Wars. They're Disney like, oh, world. oh, this person, I, they may be dead, but they might be missing. Let's make a map to where they are. Mm-hmm. Last time we saw them, they were here, so they've got to still be there. So let's make a map for them. Get um, that map. Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. I'm just watching this thing going, okay, mm-hmm. okay, map. And I'm like, who built this? Like, I want to know where this map came from. That's the question I keep asking myself. I'm like, where yeah. does this map come from? Who built the monument? Why? I'm so enthralled with wanting to know I so like much information people- that they're not going to give me. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the, those are answers you're not going to get, so prepare yourself. No, be, nobody has those answers. <laughs> to be sad on that one. Yeah, nobody knows those answers, because now they are now everybody, the good guys and the bad guys know where we're going. So, we don't need the map. The map doesn't matter anymore. No, no. We're on our way to find Thrawn and apparently Ezra, because they've been exiled, not destroyed. We know that at least. We do know we're, that. We're getting it a little it, bit. It took two episodes, but we figured it out. Uh-huh. Um, how did they end the second episode? Because then the second episode, they ran to the junkyard, and then they had that fight on that dock, which was super cool with the uh, Inquisitor, mm-hmm. the masked Sith Ooh. Inquisitor that we don't know who it is. And the thing is, when they do reveal who it is, I bet you it's going to be out awesome reveal for those who watch rebels yeah and for us we're not gonna know who the hell we're looking at um, yeah hopefully it's at least like a hilarious actor and like take off the mask and it's like nicholas cage and i'm like yeah <laughs> why was i gonna say gilbert godfried i don't know I, my original <laughs> thing was going to be paul rubens and i was gonna make it be peewee but he just passed Ooh. so i didn't want to but gilbert godfried you just went the same way because he died like a year ago so did he oh my yeah. god you're right yeah. I wanted him to take up the map and be like, where are we? What planet is this? <laughs> Where's <Wasn't> he... Jafar? 
Where's Jafar? Um, <laughs> uh, isn't he in? He, he hadn't did Star Wars, has he? Oh my I feel god! Like he, he might have been a a droid or something. That would be great, especially after <laughs> we got done watching like a crazy athletic lightsaber duel, and they take right. off his mask because he's been like, "Oh, you ran me through." <laughs> You, you killed me. me. How dare you? Can't believe you killed me. We got terrible Godfrey's. Oh, yeah. I'm not even. I'm barely trying. Because <laughs> um, there's no, you can't do that. Uh, so, a lot of cool. I, I love that lightsaber battle. Um, yeah. On the dock and, and trying to escape. So then they put a tracker on the bad guy's boat, ship. Sure. And they're following them. That's how they ended that episode, right? Yeah, and kind of, I think, Sabine and now Ahsoka are kind of... Oh, yeah, they picked up, up and, Sabine and chopped she, off her hair and... Yeah, she's back to her Rebels look, apparently. I'm yeah. I'm gathering anyway, and Ahsoka's kind of taking her back as her um, Padawan, and I guess we're just going to have now the adventure of them, too. And like I said, it's just kind of Rebels, too. Um, mm-hmm. Just called Ahsoka, but, you know. Like I said, I don't know. I I had fun with this, even though I had this feeling of confusion and lost, being lost a little bit throughout it. But for what I could see on the screen, I enjoyed the sword. You know, I enjoyed the lightsaber stuff. Um, Interesting plot of what's going on. Just, you know, more than what I thought after the disappointments of Boba Fett and Mandalorian season three and Obi-Wan, I kind of just felt like, burnt out on the star wars stuff i gave this show a chance because i don't know we decided we were going to talk about it and it's just like i'm the same as you i'm a sucker for new stuff going on i don't want feeling of missing out I just if it's going to be good i kind of want to be a part of it yeah this this has been these two first two episodes i felt better about than like um anything recently star wars since andor like me and you both loved andor yeah um can't wait for Andor season two. It's been my favorite thing that Disney has done with Star Wars so far. Yeah, but this has felt pretty good. Like it's a, it's different than that. It's not as serious and adult as Andor and like whatever. But I've liked what I've seen so far. I just wish I didn't feel so lost because I didn't see all the other stuff. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just gonna try to enjoy it for what it is. And so far, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I I understand the story that they're telling. Yes, mm-hmm. there's some reveals that I'm not going to get. There's some things I might not see coming because I don't know the characters. Um, I'm hoping that they can level it out a little bit and kind of, you know, help a help a newbie out a little bit with some of these 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 beats, just so I can appreciate them uh, a little bit more. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. I I had I did have fun watching this. I kind of am excited to continue watching it and see this season through most likely um which is in two days ago i can tell you that i was like i could probably never watch it and be okay and now i'm kind of been back to the point after the last few days of just like no i i keep thinking about it and i was watching it again yesterday and i was kind of like all right i'm here i'm along for the ride i'm i'm digging i'm digging what they're selling sure digging what they're selling i just hope that we get a little bit more ahsoka she she seems very sidelined in her own show in these first two episodes yeah yeah i like rosario dawson i think everything i've seen her play so far of ahsoka so far has been fine and interesting so it's like yeah focus on her character a little more Mm -hmm. and you know 
love the two lightsabers she's she's yeah her white lightsabers those those are fun so yeah i agree with that um if you had a lightsaber what color would you want it to be Ooh, good question if you're if you say red you're 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 choosing the dark side yeah so what are what are the jedi ones usually like blue green blue and green for the jedi sam jackson's was purple i was gonna say it was always that was always weird i always found that weird purple doesn't look right he he told george lucas he wanted to have a lightsaber that stand out so he could see him know where he was on the battlefield mm-hmm. when he watched the movie back okay i don't know i've always liked i don't know why green just seems like the classic mm-hmm. one to me isn't that luke's green yeah i think so and yoda or maybe i'm wrong and people are laughing at me That's but funny. green is cool i like I like green. Curious. I saw that question on Twitter, and I answered oh, it with my typical orange. Ooh, orange. I would do orange. Even in, in uh, Fallen Jedi? Was that the mm. video game? Lost Jedi. I know they just came out with Jedi Knight Survivor, or... Uh, yeah. The one they did before that, I think it was called Fallen Jedi. His was uh, orange. I made No, I made it orange, because you can customize the lightsaber. So I picked this orange color, and you could customize the handle and the base. It's super cool, and yeah, I made a badass orange one. And then when I did New Game Plus, I got to run around the game with my orange lightsaber. That was kind of fun. I would pick a color like hasn't been done yet, like gray. Like you're getting cut by TV static right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TV static color. It's got to be like all the little bugs <laughs> zizzing around, yeah. and it's always making that noise. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> my lightsaber is TV static. I like it. I like it. That's that's original, man. I like it. No one else is going to come up with that one. So, Star Wars, we're here. We're here for Ahsoka. Do you have any final thoughts? We were, we've established we're sticking with it. Talked no, about some I, stuff that we liked. I mean, the only thing I'll I'll criticize further is I don't like your release day of, of Tuesday. No. This is, this is going to affect our podcast scheduling, you jerks. Um, that. Well, we don't know how we're going to talk about the rest of the show. We'll see. But coming out on Tuesdays is, is feels strange. Wednesday feels like the day, but I get it. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll adjust accordingly if we decide we want to. We'll be all right. We will. I just like to complain. Yeah, because they want it to be me. Hey, at least they're not putting it on like Thursdays when football's going about to be on. Right, they're not that. They're not that. Or silly. Monday, at least they're not going up against football. Tuesday, I don't think anything's on. That actually might be the reasoning behind it. So maybe, we'll see. maybe. We'll see. But we're here for Ahsoka. We're definitely kind of been most excited I've been for Star Wars in a while. So I'm definitely excited to watch more, see where they go, and we will be here talking about it at some point. We don't know how or when we're going to talk about it yet, but we will. But, but we'll will. figure it out. Uh-huh. We'll figure it out for you, but let us know what you thought of Ahsoka. Raise the geek, gmail.com. Raise the geek across all social medias, podcasts, reviews, YouTube. We are everywhere. Like, subscribe, follow us on wherever you are. We want to be there with you. So definitely follow us along with this journey. And you have any final thoughts, Don? No, nah, man, that's it. Then I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for Raise the Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm done. And thanks for checking out the show. Where geek is all we speak.